Repeat after me. I will be sucker free. You've entered the listening You've zone. Entered the listening zone. Sucker free Sunday podcast with Cloudy J and Devoya. Another edition of Sucker Free Sunday. I got five on it. The podcast that explores storytelling through music, listen, conversation. My name is Devoya Mayo. I am your host today, and my guest is. Um, I'm just gonna say, I, I think my guest today is my platonic soulmate um, from another Tis planet. Tis from I. another planet, no less. <laughs> um, Joshua Asante. <laughs> Good afternoon, brother. How you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm doing well. Our theme today is one that um, I think we, I, I think it's a theme we talk about a lot, but we haven't put it together for other folks to, to listen to or discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, and it being, we're recording this in March and April is right around the corner. And um, sorry. We just wanted to pay homage to someone that we both have strong feelings about. Um, So if this is your first time tuning in, the premise of the show is to have folks create a five song playlist based on a theme or a question, and then discuss what those songs uh, mean to the guest and why. We changed that up a little bit today. And um, Joshua has come up with a playlist and I have also, but I'm gonna try and keep mine chill because (laughs) <laughs> I just feel like we will be here all afternoon and my man got things to do man as I, as I. I've already let people know like hey man I don't know how long I'm gonna be doing See? this okay okay so I can't do anything until I'm not doing this so all right then we're good it's all good it's all good all right we're gonna discuss um mm-hmm. the well the many um reasons why we love Marvin Gaye, um, uh, who was an American singer, songwriter, record producer, um, helped shape the sound of Motown in the early 60s, uh, was an in-house session player, um, later a solo artist with a string of hits. Um, and yeah, we just want to break down some Marvin Gaye for y'all because he was born um, on April 2nd, 1939, and then passed away on April 1st, 1984. And so the timing is perfect for us to have this conversation in the spirit of um, music that we love. So welcome to the show, Joshua. Man, thank you. How fitting is like um, the high priest of heartbreak died (laughs) the day before his birthday. Like, I feel like he, he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, loss being what it is you know to us but like i feel like he did what he's supposed to do like what i didn't know that and so many things surround that that Mm -hmm. date Mm -hmm. and um what transpired and Mm -hmm. all those things and so um you know it's 
I, I still remember the day because we were kids, but everybody in our family loved everybody, mm-hmm. even the church folks. They couldn't, yeah, they couldn't deny it. it. They couldn't they couldn't deny it. And it was right. everywhere. I remember it was like a special breaking news thing. Um, I remember my little brother, Keith, who loves Marvin Gaye, is the one that told me. And nobody believed anybody because it was April Fool's Day. Uh... And we didn't have, you know, we didn't have the mechanisms we have now. So you couldn't go on Twitter and be trying to find out if this true or not. You had to wait till <laughs> the next wait. day yeah, you and wait. like find out on the news like it's legit because, you know, black folks was announcing it all over. And um, yeah, it was it was kind of traumatic a little bit for our, you know, my mama, aunts, uncles, things like that. So it was a big deal. Man, I guess like too, like what what the trying to imagine like what like the the the, the weirdos who are who kind of lived off because i have friends that live off the grid now mm. that bi-weekly they find out what's going on <laughs> you know what i mean like i know people that are down by the river and right? that's, where, that's where they're gonna be and you know they're cooking and and eating stuff that they caught or killed you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like for people who loved him who were not you know plugged into even whatever mass media was in 1984 Right. What kind of night that was waiting to get a confirmation word, you know, right. that's crazy. Like, can you really imagine that these days? Like Mm-mm. a friend of mine or somebody I care about or someone I admire may be in trouble and I got to wait a whole day. To With find the added out. component of it's April Fool's. It's April people Fool's. People do nonsense and you don't know what's real and what isn't. Yeah, so. yeah. I think I've never liked April Fool's, but um, for something like that, that would definitely be extra. Yeah, I'm supposed to be doing something. On, what am I doing on Thursday? Oh, I, there's there's something that I have to have turned in by Thursday. And I'm like, man, we're not working on that on Thursday. Let's <laughs> let's make sure it's done. <laughs> I heard that before April Fool's, so it's not that. like I'm in the studio looking ridiculous the day of. No, we don't Just, want that. Yeah, yeah. Not that I'm superstitious. Okay. No, no, neither one of us. Neither one of us. Yeah, but I do I do believe in trained energies. Like mm-hmm. you can aim you manifest all kind of Yeah, you can things. aim something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um did you pick five or or was it hard to pick five? Is it a little first bit off, longer? First off, man, let me so say let's this. talk about it. This is a ridiculous great idea. <laughs> this is the this is the most ridiculous great idea I feel like I've ever been a part of. Why why do you say that? What do you mean why? Because, <laughs> I know why. I mean, first off, first off, we Our could, listeners don't know why. I know why. Yeah. So let me preface with saying like this is not just fandom. Mm-mm. This is not fandom. This is me as uh, a black music historian, uh, a, a black music um performer, <laughs> you know, someone who understands the thing, who's trying to understand the thing from the inside. And this is not me with some kind of I'm not in I'm not just enamored with Marvin Gaye. Right. Case in point, prior to me performing a full set of his music, I had not spent I just spent a lifetime immersed in his music. He's like the cool uncle that I, you know, I reference his cool. I respect his cool. I revere all of that surface stuff that everybody else, you know, is drawn to. I didn't have an immersive experience with his music until 2018, you know, where I was forced to sit down and, and figure out for the first time 
what of this man's body and work can I approach? Right. Without making my brain explode. It was, that was, a, that was a ridiculous good idea. Like how, you know, and I didn't want to do um, all Marvin Gold because you can spend five years trying to play the stuff that people love. Right. You know, um, but yeah, so it's a ridiculous idea. It's like the, the body of work, it's not necessarily the amount of work that that is encompassed. It's like, yo, know, the depth of the work that's encompassed. Like you, how are you gonna grab five tulips from a field of tulips? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, go get the five prettiest ones. Like if, and, or even the, today, the five, today. But you have a, you have a week, yeah, so you, you might go back next. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. you know what? These are these are better. Yeah. Let me. Yeah. Let me no. It's yeah. It's evolved. It just it just doubles in on itself. It make you. It makes you feel greedy. It makes you feel not as cool as someone who could just pull five uh, donuts from the <laughs> from the no. display and be cool. You know what I mean? It, I mean, I'm talking about me. That's kind of how okay. I felt. Like, damn, I, I don't feel as decisive as I thought I was. Uh, so I ended up with seven that we don't that my number. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up with seven, and I ended up with like this really weird video, completely unrelated, because I, I made a playlist on YouTube in some kind of way I ended up with um this video of um Barry Harris this is a, a jazz musician and instructor doing a lecture on um performing and mm-hmm. the time signature of, of of and in music like the 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 black basically the black component <laughs> of, of american music like the backbeat mm-hmm. the hemiola whatever you want to call it like um he was talking about that i don't know how that got added to my playlist whoa i don't have no clue i knew i knew that i wanted to go back and read that le- listen to that lecture but some kind mm-hmm. of way in on that playlist and so today while i was listening to, i listened to like three marvin songs play and then this dude popped up you know how youtube <laughs> is if it's a long video i'm gonna pick up where it left off yeah the dude picked up talking about vocalist emphasizing the 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 ghost notes in the music, the 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 notes in between the one, two, three, four. Um, and he was doing some vocal stylings that illustrated that. And I was like, yo, when Marvin first came on the scene, he was trying to, to be a jazz vocalist. Mm-hmm. He was in that crooning world, which he never lost a lot of that. And I feel like the meticulous nature of being a jazz vocalist and in the circles of people that you're working with, everybody looks at you like an instrumentalist. Nobody's looking at you like, oh, you're just a singer. You don't have to be as well versed in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's one of the things that happens with Bilal a lot. Like people don't know yeah. that he's a musician and he knows he's a musician. And he can wield his voice like that because he's trained it as an instrument. So yeah, full circle. I feel like that 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 was a good entry point for me with Marvin's work. Just go back to see what he was trying to do before people knew who he was, you know? Um, so I started there and I didn't want to just be, you know, the shrimp dude on Discogs. So I picked more than just you know um album cuts you know there i picked a couple that i i I know that a lot of people outside of like um audio files would be into you know so it was hard 
It really it, was hard. It was hard. I had to let it go. I had to let it go. I had to let a lot like, of things go. That's my motto lately. Yeah, let it go. On my end, I just pick things that, um, because I grew up heavily with Marvin, mm -hmm. I was always babysat by my uncles who were young and my mama loved Marvin. It was just mm -hmm. a staple. And that was still at a time when I would visit uh, my dad's side of the family and they, well, I don't know if they did, but the Amy that I would visit the most, that's mm -hmm. what she would listen to when she watched me. And hmm. so um, it just seeped in through my pores, I'm certain. Because mm -hmm. at one point, I even asked my mama, um, I was interviewing family members about something, and I asked about lullabies. Like, <laughs> um, you know, did we, did any of us have lullabies? Everybody had a normal, you know, quotation fingers, lullaby mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, to get them to go to sleep. She said for me, she would have to play Marvin Gaye's Mercy, Mercy Me, and I was a baby. <laughs> and I'm like, how did you figure that out? And she's like, I, I don't even know but I'm sure that's why you like music on a different level than the rest of them do, because mm -hmm. I could play anything and they would fall asleep. You would stay up unless it was something that sounded good to your ear, even as a baby. <laughs> and so I'm like, ain't this something? And so, mm -hmm. so my whole life, he's been the staple because everybody that I was surrounded with, even the, even the religious folks, even, you know, mm -hmm. I have family that's super religious and, mm -hmm you could sneak not even sneak you didn't have to it fits it fits and yeah. it's because we all have these similar lives and um issues and love and relationships and all the you know all the different messy parts coming together to sound a particular way resonate with a lot of my family in the same way so my list um is just you know they all of them have a story clearly mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. are things that i can pinpoint where i was when i heard it mm -hmm. all the things and so i have six i didn't put seven um, okay because i didn't want to be greedy either i was <laughs> trying I not just, to be greedy i was trying not to be i greedy. was trying you know we, we do what we do uh so tell so would you how, how would you like to do this i want this to be um mutually enjoyable for both of us i kind of feel like um we could just go back and forth. I'm probably gonna start like um, just the, with the the way they're arranged on my list. Me too. They're, they're kind of. They, I'm looking at them and they seem kind of um, chronological, mm -hmm. somewhat. So that may be helpful, but it doesn't really matter. No, no. You're born tight, you know. <laughs> <Yes>. so, <laughs> <laughs> I, obviously it happens i mean we were just talking about you like you were into him as a baby so it's yeah, like ain't that some yeah, shit? yeah i, I yeah. was like oh my god so um yeah let's do it the way you just suggested i like that and in between let's just ask each other questions we want more you know clarity about or yeah. all that other good stuff so hit it i'm gonna you are my guest today Joshua am i playing Asante. the song am i playing or am i just talking about no it? you know we don't have the kind of money that to, um to, podcasts oh, right, 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 <laughs> have to, to, to so we can't play nothing we, we can hum talk, it we can we talk can about it. it we can sing it ourselves but we can't mm -hmm. rock with mm -hmm. no yeah uh okay so i guess then i'm gonna talk about i won't cry anymore from vulnerable um that's an early album 
Um, I maybe I should get like let me figure out like what year that was. That'll make make it more official. Okay. That I know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I wanted to I wanted to do that one, man, because ah, uh, the vulnerability is what resonates the most with me. And least favorite emotion. It's your least favorite emotion? Oh, I'm so bad at vulnerability. I think it's a superpower. It is that I don't it's a, possessed. Yo. Possessed. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I even call I even think it's something evil. I said possessed. Possessed. Like I don't want to be possessed by this. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary to me. Ah, uh, it's terrifying. But also like so liberating too. Right. And I don't mean that in like a cheesy armchair, you know, no, it is. Uh, therapist kind of way. It is. It is equal parts terrifying and equal parts liberating, you know. And I think that that's the thing that drew me to his music. It's also because I try to live that way. I thought that I could approach his music with ease because I thought I was just, you know, vulnerable, soft, mm -hmm. empathetic, man. Nah, man. It's a whole. <laughs> it's very heady. It's very heady, and there are levels to it. There are levels to living that way. Um, if you if you're wise, you understand that. Ah, oh, man, I am. I'm probably making myself a living sacrifice. If and if you don't have a a, a goal for that, you don't have a purpose for that, then it's just it's kind of a it, it it's kind of a reckless way to live. Mm. Um, just being open to feeling all the time mm -hmm. you don't have any outlet for it and i i feel like um the tenderness in that song was most muchly about like hey you've been my outlet for my vulnerability now you're gone i can't really be vulnerable right now mm -hmm. you know what i mean I'm, I'm just gonna try to forget about you <laughs> you know which um later in the song he's like you know that's yeah right yeah that ain't which, which, which that's that is <laughs> often not sustainable it's not sustainable that and it doesn't really depend on like um what you're trying to do that with like you you, you have to allow it to course through you until it's done you know um uh and and i feel too like later later in his career like i said he held he kept that vulnerability he kept that tenderness but there's you could say it's, it's youth or you could say it's like, you know, you haven't really been tainted by the industry or whatever, but um, earlier in, in any career, creative career, um, I feel like it's, it may be easier to strike a balance between like your public persona and the vulnerability you allow in that and w who you really are. And I feel like later in life, the vulnerability was still there, but some of the tenderness was kind of mixed up with um bitterness for barry gordy for barry gordy um for I'm not for i mean i i just think maybe he i don't know it just feels so um it feels so like people saw all that richness and talent and mm -hmm. um uh, authenticity mm -hmm. and someone like barry gordy whose job it is to is do to, his job. Is to do his job. <laughs> um, maybe, I don't know. I just always felt like he was conflicted from jump um, uh, because yeah. so many folks 
had an idea of who they wanted him to be. Yes. All the while ignoring who he was. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and also too, I think another thing about vulnerability and being able to express yourself in in, in a, a song like that, um, a song about crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, in what year was that? I have no idea. Um, 1977. Okay. Black man singing about crying, honestly, 1977, you know. People think you're a chump, man. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're gifted. Oh. Like people think you're a chump. Like, um, you you gotta be a pushover. You're doing all this damn crying, you're singing songs, and you can't get a hold of your coke habit. You can't keep a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, you missing gigs, like, yeah, you just a you just a, a softy, yeah, you, you know, and not that I ever had that um, view of his life, but when I started trying to learn these songs, like learn them, not memorize. Oh, them. Oh, that's one of my questions too. Yeah, shoot it. Um, as a musician, is it different listening to him when you're trying to recreate? Um, because you've you've had a show, your um, Solstice show, that was mm-hmm. dedicated to his music. Listening to it just as, you know, an ev- average listener, mm-hmm. um, is that different from then trying to learn the catalog in the way that you need to learn it in order to perform it for others and have your own, you know, um, stamp on it also? Yeah, so like I said, I thought, I thought that I had the tools to just go into it the way I go into my own music or um that i didn't think i didn't know that i needed a different set of ears because mm-hmm. i feel like oh this is marvin i do sh-. you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i'm familiar i understand but one of the things that i did in addition to just learning the music i went back and i i did what i typically do when somebody says hey you heard of so-and-so i go to youtube i say how do they talk how do you think mm-hmm. what do you care about um and do you think, talk, and care in interesting ways. So I had to do that with Marvin because I, I didn't, my household was very rigid. There was not a lot of secular, anything going on. So I didn't grow up with him around in that way. And I mm-hmm. had to learn that songs that I knew from um, just a black ass backdrop of life. Oh, that's him. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, like this, By osmosis. So, yeah, there were, there, you know, 20 of those right um but yeah once i started listening to his interviews reading his writing scribbling journaling and i was like oh nah this is um this is not for show this is before emo this is before it was cool to be sad this dude was really sad he was really troubled and that is not the best thing about what he had to offer, but it was ever present in the work. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I had to learn personally that my own despair, my own sense of longing and loss is not the best thing that I have to offer. Right. You know, it's it's um, like Paul D. told Seth that, like, I'm my own best thing. <laughs> it's not how sad I could be or how consistently sad I could be. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. 
I am the I'm prize. the common denominator here. I'm the me. common denominator. You don't get this the sadness if I don't show up. You there know, you so go. let me let me learn to value myself. You know, so um yeah, I could not take my listener ears into listening to the music if I was really gonna learn it. Mm. Now I can memorize it and teach it to the band and and have a a party and make some dough and everybody have a good time, but I think that one of the difficult things about doing those shows, um, pause and thank God for COVID for the for Witness. the hidden, for the hidden blessings because musicians in this town that I play those shows with they were tired of me. They were tired of me being so so serious about everything and um, combing our our collaborations for the details and you know what i mean they need a break from me some of those people probably will never work with me again not that i'm a tyrant but i just i take it seriously mm-hmm. you know and i don't know if i'll ever do his music in that way again without people that drive it like i do now we killed it mm-hmm. the brothers and sisters that were on the band saying at night Everybody killed it. Everybody brought um, um, all their all their energies, all their passions, you know. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if they would want to do that thing again. Right. I kind of got, I kind of got distracted. What was I talking about? <laughs> you were talking about the first track that you selected and why, and then I chimed in with how how did you listen to his catalog prior to doing your your. Um, your solstice, your Mars. Yeah, solstice. but I was saying something to that point. Never mind. You get the okay. gist of how I I get the gist of it. I think the <laughs> listeners get the gist of it. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, equally, kind of similar, I guess. I'm not sure. Uh, it's all going to be similar. Um, the first track that I chose was Praise. Um, ah. from the, is this on your list? Yeah, it's definitely on my list. Okay. Um, from the In Our Lifetime album. And that's... Yeah, I just have to give it up to to growing up with people who had really good taste and not necessarily what you would hear on the radio taste. Yeah, there was that available too, but um, they always just gravitated toward what they what they enjoyed. And so we all grew up in that same way. Mm-hmm. I was never concerned about whether or not something was cool. It just turned <laughs> out that it was, um, that, you know? And that song is such a marker for how cool you are. You put that on. You know some things. You do. And, you and it tells the people in the room, it might not be nobody in the room that knows you know some stuff, but the one person that does, mm-hmm. that's y'all that's gonna, enough. that's enough. That's more yeah. than enough. Mm-hmm. And I just remember um, uh, the album cover sitting on top of the record player and me and my siblings, which we often did dissect album covers. That's all we love to do. Like, oh yeah. Um, and because we have, you know, a religious, you know, extended family, seeing this particular album cover with the duality of the, mm-hmm. you know, the good versus evil yeah. and us like discussing it because, you know, we go to Bible study down the street from the house. Right. Mm-hmm. So it makes us just, I don't know if she understood how it made us, um, kids who sometimes went to church, not all the time. 
how proud it made us to hear something cool. Mm-hmm. That sounded like that. That sounded like church. Yep. Like yep. this, in this way. Um, and the, I just get choked up thinking about it because I don't think prior to that, um, I'd heard anything that talked about praising God in that way without mm-hmm. using particular words or making it over the top or corny or any of that stuff mm-hmm. um, until I think the next time I heard something like that, Joshua might have been, um, oh, Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. a very little because I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't always looking for that. It, it comes mm-hmm. to you when you're ready. Yeah, you you hear Stevie at home, but you don't listen, listen. And then when you get mm-hmm. older, you hear this one little line. Um, oh God, I just forgot it. But did you it, hear him? But did you hear him shout out Stevie at the end of that song? Yes, he always does. All those things, <laughs> all those things coming yeah. together makes you think, yeah. oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm living and breathing this with you, and I get it. Mm-hmm. And it is before all of these mechanisms that are at play right now telling us, oh, this is what this is why he says this or mm-hmm. th- none mm-hmm. of those things. We have mm-hmm. to glean that on our own. And it's just mm-hmm. so um, beautiful. And so um, for the listeners out there that do not own this particular piece of work, um, I highly suggest it. Um, I think it's a staple in um, the catalogs of folks who really like a particular kind of funk and soul Mm -hmm. um it just it it just all the layers are there and so praise was the first song that i chose man cool thing about that song um i was just i was singing it earlier this morning and it clicks like i I should i should have pulled up my play uh set list from the marvin show because i don't remember all of the songs that we played Um, i know we played that you did? I know. Ah, oh, listen, man. I don't know what you played. Remember, I couldn't be there and I'll beat myself ah, up about it so often. Turned it all the way out. You dig me? Turned it all the way out. Wow. Um, but I was listening to that song or singing it earlier this morning and I was like, again, back to the jazz. The bridge on that song mm-hmm. has like 12 changes in it. It's started, uh, Da, 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 da. It just goes dun, into. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, so those are different. Um, well, no, those those stabs are the same chord. Da, ba, ba, ba. You mean you know what I mean? Like at the end, where um, when he goes into the praising part. Okay. Yeah. 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 Praising on the highest high. Da, 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 crazy. Yeah. Crazy work. Really beautiful, crazy work. <laughs> and it makes you feel joyful. Yeah. I, I I don't know how you can't feel joy listening to this particular song. Um, it just, it's so just illuminating in so many different um, areas. And so. Um, Man, it um, on my upcoming record, I don't know, um, maybe I shouldn't be telling. That's up to you. I don't care. <laughs> Nobody cares. So my upcoming record, I don't know if I sent you this song. Um, for anybody who's listening who 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 wants like um previews of my album, sorry, your name is not Devoya. Um <laughs> but um I don't know if I sent you this song called Holy. No. So I have a song called Holy that to me, we were like maybe 85% done with, and I was like, man. This is one of the greatest gospel songs of all time. 
And it wasn't even trying to be that. You know what I mean? It wasn't trying yeah. to be that at all. Word. I was like, wow, wait a minute. This is a great gospel song. I might send this to my mom when I'm done with it. See? You know? See? Um, but it 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 has that that joyful thing. Yeah. That's okay to have. Man. It is okay to have. Dang. So so it gets okay such to a have. bad rap, Joshua. You know how many times I'm around folks who like try to mock people who who feel joy? That shit is so uh, whack yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Man, you you know what I deal with, and this is this is so related to Marvin and um the kind of artist that he was. Like I struggle with it, man. I'm just gonna keep it a thousand. Like oh, I, str- you, I you've shared this with me. I know, you know that what I mean. Like you, I struggle with it, but like, you don't mock people. I don't. I envy. Which you shouldn't <laughs> either, because even though you Which have joy, like, doesn't man. mean that you have it together. I don't have nothing together. I don't want to have you. I don't need to have it together. I just want the joy. I'm not assuming that you have anything together because know- you're because you're a different species. Quite yeah. honestly, yeah. most people have a different opinion of joyful people. Um, yeah yeah you know they're not good opinions because i've heard them since yeah. covid and you're joyful but the oh, shit yeah. is still hitting the fan yeah i'm in my house almost got a good 20 hours a day yeah it's hard to be joyful when you're by yourself but sure. i like me and yeah. i like the things i'm able to still do and and um create and share so i just have to elevate that but if i told you all the people <laughs> that look like you and me who have something to say about that joy in times of strife. And, um, I think about that and maybe it's a topic for a, a, a later podcast or even a different podcast. Um, but I, I do believe that, um, yeah, the greatest trick ever pulled over on mankind is, is, um, the disbelief that all things are connected everything is connected so the reason on folks that look like you and i have an issue with that is because we've been sold something else as um what it uh should be desired what it looks like too what it looked like too yeah. you know what i mean and who's deserving of what it looks like right um and it's so ingrained it's so ingrained that to be a black artist, to be somebody who's sensitive as Marvin is, to be somebody as vulnerable as he is, it's hard to not lean into what society has told you you deserve. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know about this mansion you got. I don't know about this gorgeous woman and these beautiful children, but you deserve to be sad. So let's talk about that. Word up. You deserve to be broken. Mm-hmm. Sing about that. <laughs> oh my god so and I, I just i just had a really important conversation with with um some guys at this label about the blues and why i don't do it the way i could i know you I'm did sure you, uh, you know we know and this dude right here this dude right here junior kimbrough which you mention oh, I so dropped him often. Behind the piano. I dropped him behind the piano. <laughs> you mention him so often. Oh, I love. I, yes. Enamored. So in love. So in Thank love you. with his music. And so related geographically, um, genealogically. So tied to that part of the country, that part of the world. But out of um, resistance for 
what's been force fed to me. Mm. I don't do it. <laughs> and and when I do, I'm gonna do it on my terms. On your terms. Yeah. That's maybe, right. May, may, maybe that's what the bitterness Marvin had towards <laughs> the industry, towards um, Barry, and you know um, his family members who he was you know tangled up with. Is that um, man? I've, I've been told my whole life all I all I could be is either in the church or sad. Mm-hmm. Either you in the church or sad. Ain't no in between. None. I'm out of the ch- yeah. And now I'm out of the church and I'm out of the sadness. I'm doing things on my terms. Yeah. You know? Um, and sometimes when you when you make that decision to do that, you don't remember to forgive. Yeah. Because you want to prove to people that <laughs> you can do it on your terms. Right. You know? And I'm dealing with that personally. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with that personally like, in, a, in a very real, real way. Um, embarking on another branch of my career. It's mm-hmm. like, I've been told that I can do this and that and that and that. Um, yeah, they that, that that's it. That's why the joy looks foreign to them because we're supposed to just be sad. It's like, wow. too much weed in the world for that. <laughs> <laughs> too, much, too many trees in the world for that, dude. <laughs> and moving on, the things that are... Um, joyful i mm-hmm. i think um it would be a joy to hear what you chose as your number two track uh my number two track um let me get this list back up yeah yeah and if you uh, just oh. oh oh sorry no you're good i don't think we gonna have to pay for that ah yeah <laughs> right right well those 10 second flip oh my god i've been in i've been in um sampling purgatory with my record oh my god yeah. oh it's been crazy somebody tried to charge somebody tried to and i get it because it was an, it's a black archive they wanted 75 dollars per second for a sample that's like three minutes long oh my god i was like man i'm in a the wrong second? business <laughs> 75 dollars a second friend oh my god I'm not hating. This is this is music. I'm not hating either. I just didn't know it cost that much. Yo, this is this is a music archive. We remain nameless. Mm-hmm. And the way they explained it was like, you know, people ain't just out here trying to archive black music. You know? People ain't out here trying to archive black film um, by the droves. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to do that and we're going to do it right on par with what other people are doing, we're not licensing the music for pennies. Because we want yeah. a staff like everybody else. I'm we want to have a building. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, okay. I, I totally get it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, Jesus. Um, anyway, so my next song is, um, it's also from In Our Lifetime. And it's Life is for Learning. <laughs> and Life is for Learning. It is. That it song, really is. It, it's so, so I feel like that it pairs well with praise. It's a good transition from praise mm-hmm. because of the subject matter is kind of still the same. still about the, you know, the balance between what you've been told and what you've learned. Um, the ideas of good and evil and how they constantly, you know. Are at uh, play or at, at work. At play. They're at work. The thing I learned about evil that I'm sure Marvin understood is that like it's kind of indiscriminate it's kind of unintentional outside of itself outside of wanting to um proliferate it ain't, it ain't personal just evil i'm just out here man mm-hmm. nothing to do with you there's an energy that i have to be <laughs> <laughs> 
you know? <laughs> and I got a job, you got a job. I got a job, you got a job, you know? Like, and, and as a musician, as an artist, like you have to be aware of that kind of thing. I can't talk about the so-called evils and injustices in the world if I take it all personally. Mm. I feel like it's all aimed at me. I don't have any objectivity. Right. You can't make high art without objectivity. Like that's a journal entry. That's not a song. Or narcissism. It's not or narcissism. Heavy, right. heavy, heavy on narcissism. There's a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so you know, he talked about it in that song. It's like, you know, there's some songs that come from Ugh. from heaven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then there's some songs that come from 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 the devil, man. <laughs> However you wanna shape and formulate yeah. that that presence in your life, there are some songs that come from and for mm -hmm. that energy. That's right. Um, man, I'm gonna tell you, there have been some situations in my life I had to go and get down in that in the, in the, the dirt and the funk of that energy to survive. Right. You know what I mean? Like there there were points in my life where being the preacher's son, um, and being and, and my mom being um, my spiritual axis in the light in the light mm. was not enough. Because mm -hmm. where I was. It was gonna be dark for a while. Talk to me. You know what I mean? So it's like me wearing all white <laughs> in the dark <laughs> um, made me a target. You know, you know say, what I mean? Right. So it's like, okay, I gotta be over here. I don't necessarily have to be a target. Right. So I have to respect these energies, know that they have an indiscriminate uh, being that I just gotta engage. And sometimes it's with the music. Sometimes I hit a chord, and, I'm, and I know I know that this happens with all musicians. Sometimes I hit a chord, and it's like, ooh, that's spooky. <laughs> but it makes sense. Like, uh -huh. why did I find that spooky chord in the middle of this lullaby? Mm -hmm. Nigga, you might die in sleep. You know, it's like that's that's just how life is. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, and I feel like you talked about the artwork on that um, album because it was so conceptual i feel like all of those songs are kind of like that about that yes that back and forth which again in 2021 man like you know, is another conversation i've had to have a lot over the last couple months finishing up my own work or this piece of work um yeah like you you have you have to have be able to strike a balance mm -hmm. you know between um, what you're trying to say in the way you think it might be received. You know, you want to talk about evil, you want to talk about goodness, there has to be some kind of balance in between there. Like, do you want people well to think stated. that you, Yeah, you know. Well stated. Gotta yes. be something in there. And it did. I will I will admit that that, that particular song and um, I, I think of it sometimes when, <laughs> this is so funny. Well, I think you'll understand. I'm not trying to be afraid of certain things, right? Yeah. But there is particular music that I feel like um, is not for me. I should not be consuming that, mm -hmm. even if I like it sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. And it'll remind me of that. And there have been um, artists, and I think I've probably called you a few times and been like, <laughs> why would I like this Black, Black Sabbath song? <laughs> I feel like it's, it's not what I should be listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that sort of duality of, um, well, take out all of the external things, Devoya, and just mm -hmm. it's just about the music and the mm -hmm. lyrics. And then that changes 
um, the perception. So, you know, when you're younger, in my particular case, I, I was it was very black and white. And as I get older, I recognize that I, maybe I am supposed to be frightened by this because it's a, supposed to shape a particular part of me that's not open to all of this other stuff. And mm -hmm. go back to vulnerability and my lack of enjoying that. So music is that one portal that I will allow myself a little uh, leeway but I still want answers sometimes. And, you know, there's been many people that I've tried to put in that category. I call the Nalbandian brothers often. <laughs> Yo, why do I like this? I'm not sure. Um, I ask you and Star, y'all might be the nucleus of, oh, and my friend Jason Chavez. Mm -hmm. We can um, really break down minutely why I may or may not enjoy something. Um, We're like your Megatron pieces. Yes, because Warm sometimes up. I can't do it all. Dude, it's crazy. My, I need my people. You know what's crazy, man? You sound like somebody talking about parenting. Really? Everything you just said. Huh. All of that is like parenting. Why do why don't why do I like this? Why am I doing this? Um who are my people that can inform? Where's my village? Where's my village? Uh, another Tony wow. Morrison quotes like, you know, one person can't raise a child, neither can two. I think it's that same <laughs> thing. Is, that's so that's so applicable. <laughs> that is a beautiful quote. It's so applicable when you're trying to understand a song. Mm -hmm. You can't do that by yourself. And having one other, just one other person there, is not enough either. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and sometimes I'm asked the wrong villagers too. And that they, they say something flippant or like, how would I know? And I'm thinking, oh, I had just you pegged like wrong. Just like parenting. <gasps> <laughs> wow. It's just like that. It's just like Ooh. that. And you're going to always learn something about your own yeah. limitations and your own vulnerabilities. Like, it's the same thing. We're, and, and in that, the semblance, in, in the semblance that embarrassed the parenting, mm -hmm. when you're dealing with music, when you're dealing with a song, whether if it's, if it's in the way that we're talking about, like something that may be perceived as dark or maybe even evil or just heavy. Ominous. Or ominous. It's always man. the ominous Listen, man, me. the ominous is my whole world. Yeah, um, I know. That's why yeah, I'm asking when, you. I know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so like when you're dealing with that kind of thing and you're trying to find your way through it, just like with parenting, you're dealing with yourself. Mm. You're only dealing with yourself. Oh, this kid's having a temper tantrum and so unmanageable and he fell out on the floor <laughs> and, you know, threw her food down and the child is two. Yeah. You're dealing with yourself. Yeah. When Marvin put the song out in the world, it belongs to the world. There you go. If you don't like it or if it makes you feel weird, you're dealing with yourself. Dude, parenting, parenting is, um, it's the master key, man. I love that you said that also because recently, you know, and not, not being a parent, I, I recently had a conversation with the old parent. They ain't no spring chicken, right? <laughs> and they were talking about a grandchild and it bothered me so much that they were upset with this kid who's four. Um, about something like, oh, it was something, it was very menacing, it was small. Mm -hmm. And they kept saying, he should know better. And I'm like, he's four. He's four, man. He's four. Oh, he's so smart. He's four. 
and so my last my last comment was um did he graduate already do we, <laughs> do we got do we got a job where are you working at what are you talking at? about it like you know like he one of your sons <laughs> right that just right. got off work at pepsi no right. it's a no, baby man. he can't drive no. himself home stop putting no. all these grown expectations on no. on a four-year-old because he's smart because he's smart that is not a reason no to make somebody more um to hold them accountable for grown mm -hmm. folk shit. Mm -hmm. and I understand that because, you know, I had to do so many things as a little kid um, that I think now I'm like, wow, I would never have <laughs> a seven year old doing all that grown shit. I was okay. Everything turned out fine. Yeah. I wouldn't do that to my 11 year old. No, know. no, um, no. Yeah. I digress. But but yeah, no, you weren't digressing. You're talking about the older person who was really dealing with themselves and placing them the honest of growth on a on somebody who was still growing. I'm a baby. Who was, who was still learning language. Yeah. You know I'm mean? like, this man can't even. Come well, on. He, he talks so well, you understand? Like, no. He, you understand go. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, um, here, here, here's, here's a fact, Smack. Um, being talkative is not being a good <laughs> communicator. Um, I wish I had a cocktail right now so <laughs> we could virtually clean glasses. Um, I was like, listen, man, I, I just had that appear for you the other day. Mm -hmm. Like, no, sis, uh, you're talkative. It's not the same thing as being a master communicator. Thank you. So a two-year-old who can talk 24 hours a day, it's just babble, man. Yeah. It's, that, it's, 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 it's parroting. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Right. Lower the expectations. <laughs> Um, my number two track is um, a funky space reincarnation from, from here, my dear. Uh, Not on the list, but did I did that song for my friend who I was saying is like my, my little rock version. <laughs> That's her jam. What? I did that song just for her. And 73. Dude, she was so turned. Thousand <laughs> and eighty-four. Uh, um like yes. Uh, <laughs> and we have oh, this man. whole space thing with us and the planet. Yeah, I, I had no so, choice so but to put this on here. But I was so pleased when I years ago when I counted that song, I was like, I'm so glad that this is another space thing. <laughs> Who knew that? Nobody nobody talked about that. Nobody talked about that. Oh my this god! This is another space nigga. Ah, oh fam. <laughs> ah, fam. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love I'm it. it. So like my, my home, my home girl who who loves this song so much. Uh, this is my this is my ace man, but she's not she's not no space person. No. Yeah, no. She's my friend that like I play her play her like you know. A song that I feel like is the greatest thing I ever did, <laughs> and man, the that conversation might last five seconds, man. Like it might last five seconds. That's a long time. She really likes some stuff if it lasts. <laughs> but this is her jam, though. This and is this her jam. is a this a this a ride out. You can't. You it's can't, a ride out. You can't um, listen to this passively. Yeah, no. and you don't want to either. Yeah, you want to nah. go on this ride. I mean, you, you want to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you want to roll out with us on this one. 
I didn't grow up with this album. Yeah. I found this album in high school. Um, I was. Wait, which one is this on? I don't like. Here, my dear. Okay, cool. Ooh, uh, the divorce mm, album. Mm, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This um, there was a thrift store down the street from my house where we lived at the time. And I remember I would go on walks there all the time and look through their records. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a bunch, I had found a bunch of different things. And um, that Marvin Gaye was in there. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Because, you know, in all of the homes in my family, those album covers were everywhere. This mm -hmm. was one I hadn't seen. Mm -hmm. And I took it up to the counter and unbeknownst to me, the owner had brought in old records. He had just um, digitized a bunch of stuff and mm -hmm. was done with vinyl. And he had the whole conversation with me about the album. And it had $2 at the very top. And um, he said, I really think this is going to change your life because he asked what kind of music I liked. And I suggested, oh, you know, da, 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 da. And when I said Prince, he's like, oh, you then you need this because yeah. mm -hmm. um, it will help you um, understand the nuances mm -hmm. that create the kind of music mm -hmm. you like now. And mm -hmm. I, and that store doesn't exist anymore. And I'm the kind of person I do have those conversations with shopkeepers, but I, that I just wish I'd had the foresight to go back the next day and explain, but oh, yeah. he really changed the trajectory of, of the kind of music that I like to this day. Um, mm -hmm. I got the style council the same day. Mm -hmm. I'd always liked British kind of soul. Um, mm -hmm. And I knew who the jam was. And he's like, why don't you go ahead and get that jam? And then <laughs> this too. Like he just sent me home with all these things that to this day, to this day, Joshua, I still like count as a pivotal time in my high school years of, I mean, that's that's not what was popping off. It was all hip hop, which I love. Oh, man. I was wait, going to hip hop wait. shows. This you. This is high school. This is high school, Yikes. and I stumbled how, upon this. How did you not become like a, a guitar player? <laughs> 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 like how? Um, I was playing football. Poor, I was and playing football. There was no music program. I really wish that I'd been around somebody that was musical during mm -hmm. that time that could have help me too suggest that because i know i would like that but i didn't have any point of reference um but i still remember i i think i might have spent five dollars that day on dude that's the recipe for like a, a dope as um black punk band is it like i still have it, all those albums just you know those I, albums let's start an album with like marvin the gym <laughs> marvin gay and the style council yo listen Dude, I just that's a vibe it is a vibe it is a vibe yeah yeah um do you have like fond memories attached to um well maybe it, it might be different for you because you said you didn't grow up with much music in the house right not much secular music uh mostly like jazz and classical and gospel okay but I was, I, w I will say, I was in the bathtub one day and I heard, Where? From who? From the, the, the California Raisins. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, what is that? What was that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, just the way that note was bent. Uh-huh. That, ooh, <laughs> I, oh, what is that? <laughs> and so when I saw it, saw it on TV, yo, I was mm-hmm. transfixed. I was so confused. Like, what is up with these What's going cool on? ass raisins? I don't get it. <laughs> I never had no raisins this cool. I never had no raisins like this. What is this? Is it a toy? Is this actual food? California, <laughs> son. That's <laughs> what it is. No, nigga, it's just Cali. It's just Cali, man. It's food oh and God. music. <laughs> it's all of that. It's California. Cool ass raisins. I've never heard anybody say that. Yo, listen. <laughs> I was though. I, I I can still see the in my mind's eye. Those raisins are all like huge, like ten feet or ten inches high <laughs> as a raisin. You know what I mean? Like they're all really big <laughs> and cool as hell and crooning. Oh, I remember it. I was, I was. I know, know, I know. I was there. I remember it. The music, but saying all to say is like, man, the music is so pervasive. You mm-hmm. do what you're supposed to do. Like it will yeah. get, it will seep. If it has to seep, it'll seep into people's mm-hmm. lives. You know it what definitely I mean? will. Um, yeah, no, nah, I, I hadn't thought of that. I didn't think of that previous to this conversation. That's I hadn't awesome. thought of that. That's forever. awesome. Ever. That's better than the question. That's a better answer than the question I was going to pose. Give me the question though. Like, what <laughs> What was the question? Um, do you have fond memories associated with the music that you grew up with and how you receive music now? Like, is there a moment you're just like, oh, back in the day, that prepared me for what I create right now or what I enjoy or what I listen oh, to? Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's all hip hop, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, the reason I know I could make a band around Marvin and the Jam is because the hip hop told me I was the coolest motherfucker in the world. <laughs> I did. You know what I mean? Like No, I I'm totally re- know. I'm really I'm really out here walking to the bus stop, smoking stress in my sister's mauve winter coat with the fur line <laughs> hidden. I had a mauve coat too. Yeah, but your joint you're not a you're not a dude and your joint didn't have like the uh <laughs> elastic uh hemline. That, oh, that would have been fresh if I had that. That would have been fresh. I do it now, but yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, was, I see you. I, was, I see you. I was just getting the testosterone thing okay. together okay. at the time. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, I was just learning what to do with the the maleness mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time. You know, so um, yeah, I really was coming. I was really walking down that hill to the bus stop with my sister's coat on. <laughs> I wish y'all could see his face right now. Cheap and stress. The thought bubble is so huge over your head. It's so huge. Cheaping stress. Um, listening to Tupac, really thinking I was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Nobody could tell me differently. I would fight and did. Mm-hmm. Like what, bro? Please, it's me against the world, homie. This is so interesting because I hear so many people talk about growing up with like, like that the media <clears throat> helped formulate their lack of self-esteem or yeah. self-awareness. Yeah. And I feel so awful for the folks that had to come of age in a time where that was so prevalent and that is how they felt. Yeah. But in that cluster of the 80s, um, I didn't 
I didn't feel that nice. because of what you just said. All yeah. the things that that were in my purview told me I was dope, and I, yeah. you know, I didn't think anything other than that. And so, well, for me, for me, this was this is my musical journey is weird. Like I started out in my in my parents' church singing and then i had an incident with my dad like my dad embarrassed me for not singing one time like took me in the back and like wore me out in a very small church where the other kids uh, knew what was going on yeah, yeah. everybody knew what was going on um because i wouldn't sing this song i remember i don't remember what the song is i do remember that was my last time singing in church mm -hmm. and i was maybe five or six i do remember that that was my last time going up front to do a solo at a church. I I, I did something kind of similar at a wedding. I, I wrote a song for a friend's wedding later in life, but mm -hmm. nah, I never did that again. Um, so when I found quote unquote secular music as an escape, uh, it did inform a lot of things positively. Um, and my memories of, of, of myself being shaped by music it's it's hip-hop man Word. like my i feel like my intellect was was largely informed and thank god for public radio my intellect was largely informed by jazz and the mystery of jazz mm -hmm. like these niggas is not singing who who is this what is that sound what is that sound that keeps coming back and forth oh that's the vibraphone what is that who's that who's playing that Jazz is the only music that made me do that. So it sharpened my intellect, but my spirit and my sense of self came through voices that sounded like people I was hanging out with. You super sound like guru right now. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Every time you say this, oh, damn, you sound like Keith right now. Yeah, nah, dude, that, that told, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, jazz made me smart. Mm -hmm. Hip-hop made me a motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you on, a smart motherfucker? On a lot of levels. <laughs> on a lot of levels. But but contrastedly, at the same time, like the one white kid that was around was hipping me to um, a lot of stuff that I wouldn't be listening to otherwise. Yeah, I'm so yeah. grateful for that too because I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up with like a lot of white kids in school oh, until no. I got to high school. So well, no, there junior, weren't even I many in our in my high school. The one dude that I'm talking about, I still stay in contact with him. We still yeah. homies. This computer that I'm doing this Zoom on, he rebuilt this computer for me. Like we're we're still homies, and he's the dude that introduced me to to Nirvana. Nice. You know, I never. No one's ever. I think people make the assumption that I know Nirvana. Mm -hmm. No one ever introduced me though, Joshua. To this Man. day, I don't know. I mean, I might know two songs, but I'm be honest with you. That's because all the jazz musicians I like <laughs> cover it. That's because Bilal has a cover of it. That's because Robert yeah, Glasper. Yeah, and yeah. it's not because I don't think I would like them. No one ever introduced me. So I was so into hip hop during that time that I just didn't take the time to listen to much outside of it until yeah. later in in the the process and just never got around to going backwards and investigating. Man, we were so freaking poor. I have no idea how I got that uh, that Sony Walkman, no, no, Discman. I have no clue how I got that. I don't, I don't know if, if it was paid for. <laughs> I wasn't going to say nothing. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. But I will say that was a really interesting few years mm -hmm. where I was just like, 
I had a homie on the East Coast that brought me a cassette with like um, Shook Ones <laughs> and oh, nice. um, uh, a lot of Wu-Tang stuff and some Firm and AZ and a lot of Nas stuff. Um, this is all the same couple years that I'm being introduced to Nirvana and all the bands that were kind of ripping on them, like Silverchair and you know, a lot of Seattle bands and stuff. Um, from opposite coast, mm -hmm. opposite direction sonically, and I'm in the in the Bible belt, mm -hmm. being force fed the Bible and the music related to that. So it's this weird kind of creative tr trinity that it's really clear in my mind that what was going on. It's like I'm hearing, you know, I know all of these Tupac albums inside and out. And then somewhere back in the distance, there's this gospel playing. And then on the other side, there's like all this heavy rock music. Like, that's kind of what I'm still doing. And I, 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 that's how I roll also. But all the bands you mentioned right mm -hmm. then, mm -hmm. I knew they existed, but I was mm -hmm. way more trying to figure out AZ and mm -hmm. Nas and mm -hmm. what is the similarity? How come sometimes I feel like, <laughs> you know what I mean? All those different things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was just so immersed in that that I really didn't take the time to listen to Seattle bands. Man, I wish somebody unrelated. He sure is. I think it's tight. Somebody should have. It would have been nice if somebody. And it's okay. It's. I mean, we like what we like. Um, mm -hmm. And I do like a lot of rock music, but I probably came on it on my own right around yeah. that time. Mm -hmm. it, it probably wasn't too much of a. Oh, I took a long hiatus. I take hiatus from everything, though. True. I True. mean, I have True. to because I will um, overindulge in a lot. Man, of stuff I think I, like. I think I think jazz may be the only thing I don't hiatus from. I am. Oh, I agree. I'm continually trying to expand my understanding. There's so much, uh, and it's so related to like our history of being here. Like you can track our time here, you know, through through epics of time through the, the music that we were making. Right. And it's like jazz reaches back so far and encompasses so much up to today right. that it's just like man you could always just crack that book open man and you can find something worth worth listening to and, and it's why i like yasin so much also mm -hmm. because he c continually points that out i remember people got all bent out of shape because i want to say in the early 2000s he i'm paraphrasing mm -hmm. he made some comment that if we look back in history um, from our rap artists and we don't learn anything, then what they're putting out is is like what we just talked about. Life is for learning. Mm -hmm. It's not coming from a good place. Right. I don't want to look back and read some Jay-Z lyrics. I remember him using Jay-Z mm -hmm. as, the, as the barometer and mm -hmm. saying and thinking the only thing we had to offer during that time was, you know, drugs and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, there has to be some nuances to that. Mm -hmm. And so I think the reason we like to take a hiatus is because innately we understand that and we know where all of this music come from. Not everybody has that keen sensibility, but we wreck. I know when I'm listening to look, I like some trash <laughs> music too. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I don't tell yeah. everybody it ain't their business. Man, I just found this. Oh, damn. I just found this EP or it's not EP, a full album with uh, Metro Boomin, 21 <laughs> Savage, and Offset. <laughs> Oh my God, listen. So I'm late to, I'm not necessarily late to 
I'm not late to shit. Don't call me late for nothing. Call me anything, but you don't call me. That. I'm just saying, as I should get that tattooed on my chest. Call oh, okay. me whatever you want. Don't call me late for nothing because I'm always on time. Um, but this album came out three years ago, mm-hmm. and I think I might have heard a song on it before, but some kind of way it came on on my algorithm the other day when I just had the headphones in. I thought it was one song, so oh, this is tight. And another song played, but I was tight. But you know me too. Yeah, I'm just kind of. You like a little grimy stuff. You know what I understand that I'm. That ain't no shade, by the way. And I know, I know, I know. The thing that I feel like um, I've been fortunate to understand, and I try to share with anybody who's willing to kind of stretch stretch a little bit in terms of thinking. All that quote unquote trash, and I know you don't mean any shade when you say it. I know what you're talking about. Um, It's like fast food, you know. Yes. Tasty. Mm, I got to burn this off. (laughs) I got to do something. Back in the day, you know how I would have described it? What? Back in the day, I would have said, is this CD worthy or is this burning from somebody else worthy? Am I going to buy this or am I going to burn this? Am I going to burn this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I like how streaming is kind of alleviated having to to, to, to make those decisions that it's like i just skip it (laughs) i play something else that's gonna put me on a different (laughs) algorithm how about that right but one of the things that i feel like um never really gets talked about is like um hip-hop and specifically lyrically hip-hop as an an ongoing exorcism of our culture, within our culture. That darkness that we we talked about a lot, right. that violence, the drugs, that stuff was poured into our culture. Mm-hmm. Some of it was pulled into our culture, but it gotta get out. Especially it, through hip hop, because the 80s, it gotta Ronald Reagan, do. all of that. Ah. Where was it gonna go? There's Where no was it way, gonna go? There's no way to flush that out your system unless you talk about it and you know and you know what and and, and because um black folks are so dynamic um uh, of course it would come in a way that would make more generational millionaires than have ever been in existence in black mm-hmm. life in america right 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 you know what i mean um and not just millionaires from the millionaire there's always a pyramid of, of, of people who are benefiting. Oh, yeah. Um, of people who are employed, people who have gainful long-term employment off of one song. <laughs> Look what Hammer did for all his people. I mean, listen, I will man. never be mad at Hammer for them 3M commercials. Listen, they man. commercials, go on listen, ahead. Man. Do your thing, man. Do your thing. And that's why his name is still solid in the bay. Yes. Don't come up no. here talking crazy about hammer okay? no no <laughs> did you ever see that oh my god we're digressing all over the well did you ever this is what we do um red man did you ever see that um oh yeah when he was talking about <laughs> how, he, <laughs> how hammer ran up on it yes i was like <laughs> <Yeah>. what <laughs> that was not surprising at all man brothers is brothers man yeah. don't yeah. get it twisted don't let no bangles. As my, as my star would say, he's still a man. He's still a man. He's still a man, girl. Like, yeah. don't let nothing fool you. That's yeah. still a brother, man. And um, particularly people who understood, like, I need to pull other folks along with me. Yes. And I got to take I love all these that. shots. I got to take all this shit on the chin. I got to mm-hmm. be out front for all this criticism and ridicule. 
later in life, man, anybody, you can't say nothing to me. Nope. You cannot nope. slander me, bro, because I could have just went ahead and got it for myself. Yeah. When I flopped and they, the IRS was on my back, I could have mm-hmm. just said, hey, the hell with it, I'm going to sell everything and move to Spain. Yeah. Like Marvin Hagler did. Rest in peace to the great. Yes. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. 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 Mar- Marvin was like, oh, what? That's going <laughs> to, my, my, you're going to shade me most of my career when I'm the greatest fighter in my division. Some, some folks say may top five or seven greatest fighters of all time. And then my one chance to culminate it, you're going to cheat me because this dude is prettier than me. I mean, I'm just going to move out of the country. I'm never coming back. He never came back. He never came back? Never. Wow. He became a TV, made for TV movie star. Just wow. kicked it. It was like, ah, man, the face is not what's up. Yeah. I slaved and worked and, and waited and, and it didn't happen. I'm out of here. Yeah. You know, blessing. Blessing for that. Yeah. Um, beautiful so digression. Who's next? Well, this is what we're going to do. What are we going to do? Because I think we would be here all day. We're going to do two parts of this. So okay, we're going to, cool. we're going to culminate with your last track now, not last, right. but your third. Right, and right. then, um, we're going to maybe next weekend okay. pick up there. Is that, okay? That's fine. that way we get the full, I don't want to, um, I don't want Jason to chop this up in the way that we normally chop things up. I want this to be a progression. Okay. If that's okay with you. No, that's fine. Um, I yeah, I love this. I love it. Right. What's number three? Um, ego tripping. Uh, we- ego tripping now. <laughs> so. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So related to what I was just saying about like, you know, jazz informed me my intellect greatly and hip hop Help me form them my hands? spirit. Them <laughs> no, hands, I'm man. I'm just kidding. Them, them hands on the inside. <laughs> you, you, you hear, you hear somebody talking about using hands enough. You'll feel like you can use hands too. Yeah. So yeah, it, it made me a more confident black boy, and I needed to be. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot in there that I'm grateful that because of ignorance, I just, I, it didn't settle in my spirit because I couldn't understand it <laughs> ah. well enough you know like later yeah, in yeah. life like oh no I, I don't i don't know i don't even know no bitches and hoes <laughs> i don't even know none of them um but i like ego tripping out because marvin got bars <laughs> yeah he do this is this is you know not the time where everybody can could rap and we had a, 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 a rapper on on every corner. You know what I mean? And the brother's rapping. I never looked at it that way. That's so interesting. You, what? No. I never bars. thought of it as rapping. <laughs> just because his, his cadence is just his cadence to me. So it didn't really. It sounds like, dude, it sounds like Slick Rick was like, oh, he go tripping out? Cool. I, I can do that on every song. You're right. It sounds You're like right. Slick Rick. Um, You're right. Yeah. That's the thing I love the most about it. I also love, again, putting the humanity on full display. Mm. It's like, um, again, Marvin using the conceptual song and the conceptual album to talk about realities that he can relate to, that he know brothers can relate to, that even before you had something like uh, hip hop, there were, mostly within the soul and funk world, Mm-hmm. Black artists, black women and men who were affirming 
um, uh, the, the majesty of being black. Some of that on the extreme end is I'm gonna do this 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 pimp talk, this cool talk. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it funky. I'm make it sound good. You know, I'm just talking about us in general. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. buy the biggest house. You sure know, that. I'm gonna be the flyest I could be. Somebody needs to say it to song though, so we can all uh-huh. kick back and smile about it. <laughs> I don't really mean it. <laughs> I don't mean it, mean it, but I could. Yeah, if I, I wanted could, to. If I wanted to. That's yeah. Really, that's really the brand ego tripping show. out. Yeah, I'm ego tripping out. I could do that if I wanted to. Um, yeah, I love I love the humanity in it. I love that he's just like, yeah, I know I could talk about all this pretty stuff and, and make people cry. And, you know, it's like, yeah, but also I like nice things. And it's mostly my ego that likes nice things. <laughs> my ego's like, yo, this nigga's too cool to not pull up in it. You know how he starts like, say, brother, why you always do that? Every time I see you, man. Every time I see you, man, you pull up in that limo, man, you know, I guess that's your whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Being cool. Is, is you're right. Thing. You're right. I got a right And I like the adage because we do say this often. We just we just like nice things. We just like nice things. You gotta say it with your fingers stuck together though. We just like nice things. (laughs) All right. I'm about this. I'm about this life. (laughs) Just like nice things. We just like nice things. (laughs) That's it. And I love that about that song. That he's like, man, my humanity is on full display. I come from amazing people who like nice things. Mm-hmm. Y'all be talking, you, you know, you guys talk about a lot of things that you, you you like in your everyday lives and your music and all that. Why we can't talk about our shit? That's real. I like being fresh. Yeah. yeah. Go with it. Yeah. You want to do one more or this is the last one? Uh, I'm, I'm going to let you decide. Let me decide. Yeah. Uh, I think you should do one more. Okay. Um, I think It'll we must. It'll be three for you or four for you? This would be three. Okay, cool. All right, let's do that. Um, clearly, we have very similar styles. I'm gonna. I do have a different track here, but I'm gonna choose one from the six. Oh um, shit! I'm sorry. Uh, no. Do you have trouble man on your list? <laughs> no, but I wrote it down when you were talking. Uh, I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to lie to you. You ain't gotta lie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna put. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna put. Um, Rockin' After Midnight. We'll be rockin' after midnight. Rocky, rocky, rocky. All your Mostly, joints are like dance joints. Not the rest of them. That's why I picked them. <laughs> <laughs> that is why I picked them. Not for next week. <laughs> not for the, no. Not for the follow-up. No, they're all pretty heartbreaking. Not oh, heartbreaking, yeah. but they're from here, my dear. So they are heartbreaking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I picked this one. Um, because my uncle Roy, I remember him picking me up from school and a black Pontiac, he had like a 79 Pontiac back in the day, all, mm. you know, um, yeah. I don't know the things it had, but I just remember people thought that he was cool when he came to pick me up. Was and he in he, a car club? Was it car club? Dude? No, no, he went, he went, he went with it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he obviously had, um, the Midnight Love album. I mean, uh, it was is it Distant Love? Um, Distant no. Love? Which one are you talking about? Oh, Rockin' After Midnight. He oh, okay. had that album with sexual healing on it. That okay. was why he. But I've always been who I. 
I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. And while I like that song, what else is on there? Yeah. Um, and which is why oh, Third World Girls on there. No, I, I mean like that—that that was what you were. That was yeah. Was there. Like what else? So yeah. you know, he take you wherever, blah blah blah. And when um, Rocking After Midnight came on, that just instantly. Like I use it as um, when I'm deep, well, back in the day when I would DJ, it would be like my little hit, hidden gem of when somebody would ask for some Marvin mm-hmm. and I knew what they wanted, but I'm like, mm, but I'm gonna give you this. I'm and it would this. always meet with applause because it's dope. And my favorite line is him saying, um, I love you <laughs> worser than the stars above. <laughs> <laughs> Worser, man. Worser, man. He made that shit work. Worser. Um, I love you worser than this. I mean, I'm saying it wrong. I'm sure he said it much cooler. Um, But I just like that it reminds me of a particular time with family, um, Mm -hmm. with somebody influencing me and not knowing they're influencing me. Mm -hmm. And me still picking up the parts of it that I I would carry on, you know, with me Mm -hmm. for, you know, my life. And you know the nostalgia of that just makes me feel good. And like I said, if I'm if I'm rocking a party, um, especially for older black folks, mm-hmm. and they because sometimes they think you ain't gonna bring it. They're like, oh, here's she, <laughs> she probably gonna be listening to some Jill stuff. Yeah, I am. But I got some shit y'all gonna like mm-hmm. too. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will do the deep cuts, and that is one particular one that you know they'll go on out to the dance floor and. Eat a little head nod. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Stop playing. Stop playing, pops. Yeah. <laughs> like you could dance to this. It's not necess- It's not gonna be. Give it up. No. Nope. You can still dance. You can now, still mind dance. You, mind you, we did do a soul train line when I played that. Remember, I'm I'm the soul train line is my childhood. I mean, as kids, mm-hmm. we when we had little backyard jams, in order for you to get through the back gate, you had to dance. <laughs> <laughs> and if you didn't dance, my brother would collect a quarter from you. I mean. Oh, wow. Because, I don't know, we just, I don't, I don't know, we just have always liked to party, right? And mm, um, That's some serious party. Like, hey, <laughs> and my mama would be at work, so we would pull the, you know, the music outside on the mm. table or the patio, and y'all want to get to the backyard, y'all got to. You got to dance behind uh, once these gates open, and if you don't, you got to pay. That's how you got to give it up. That's There's a video of that. I'm gonna send you this video that my homie took of that. Um, what of us doing a soul train line of that song? Oh yeah, please. Well, we I started it as a, a second line uh-huh. around the venue, and then got back to the stage, and it was like, oh, we should just do a soul train line. Yeah, you been, been playing the song for 20 minutes anyway. Why opinion. not? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Might as well just let other people cut up too. My favorite thing um, when you had me come play out there was looking up and seeing everybody doing a Soul Train line and me mm-hmm. never having even said that that is something that we all do here. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh, I'm home. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, being, I feel this. being like one of five black people in a place, like people will just break out with a soul train line when I go grocery shopping. Like, oh, <laughs> it's <America. laughs> On that note, Don Cornelius. <laughs> Here you go. Hey, baby, I'm Don Cornelius. Here you go. <laughs> with a skinny microphone. <laughs> right. Oh, just skinny mic. I wish. I wish too. I wish too. <laughs> 
Well, um, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. As I said, oh, this sure. will be part one of two mm -hmm. um, part conversation <laughs> on the life and times of Marvin Gaye, but also our lives and how we interact with music and how um, we share it with others. And mm -hmm. um, I'm glad you took the time out to join me today. It's been delightful. Likewise, um, yo. Good to see I, you uh, in 3D. Yes, right? Same, same to you. And the I'm, yellow. I'm, I'm, I just love the yellow. It just, I have to, to put on some yellow. Glow. You got the glow, Joshua. Oh, who the master? <laughs> you got it. This is why I love you so much. No one else is going to say that. No one else is going to say that. <laughs> you know, before I, um, I was almost going to add some Shonuff on last week's playlist. <laughs> But um, he's just so bad. Man, he's just so bad. It's like he's, he's so trying bad. to find a redeeming moment. It's, I think his only redeeming quality is like his hair. Tell me, because I couldn't. His yeah. hair, man. Yeah, it was. Some black was. ass hair. It, yeah, you're right. You're right. Black I was going through the hair. clips and That's I was the like, the best mm -mm. thing he has to offer. Everything I'm else like, is mm -mm. a hater. You're terrible, sir. Just terrible. <laughs> just a whole hater. Totally, totally. All right. Well, you have a beautiful um, rest of your afternoon. I hope you your situation um, goes well and that you stay safe. And I look oh, forward to part two. I got it. I, I got, know it. You got it. I know yeah. you got it. All, All right. right. I'll see All you. Right. Peace. Peace.